0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and a resident fanalist as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddow. Well, 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 well. You crazy, crazy dogs. I, um, I don't know how in one day I can summarize yesterday. I, I don't, um... I don't know that it's super possible. So considering we've got, first of all, we got more of this that's coming and um, there's not a lot of time today. I don't think it would be prudent to do a deep dive. I think today is let's get caught up with all the madness, briefly skim over it, and then we'll just kind of keep doing that. And then because we got a lot of time coming up in the near future of dead time, you know? We'll start digging a little deeper, but right now, we're just going to skim across this because this is why this time of year is amazing. Granted, I'm not super thrilled with how certain things are going, and we'll talk about all that, some good, some bad, et cetera, et cetera, but you got to just love this time. There, There was a time when free agency was like, one big thing would happen literally every year over the last, I want to say about four years, it has gotten crazier and crazier to the point where I think we're beyond fantasy football now. I used to say we're becoming fantasy football. I think we're past that now because some of these trades and whatnot would never even happen in fantasy football. Your idiot friend that doesn't even watch football that you goaded in, you know, the guy from work that doesn't watch football, but you need one more guy in your league and you're like, Come on, Randy! Get in the league, man! Doesn't matter. You just pick people, and he ends up winning the league, and you're really upset, and everybody hates you for inviting Randy. Even that guy would look at these trades and go, I don't know, seems a little stupid. Am I wrong? Am I missing something here? I feel like I shouldn't do that trade. But this... this It's just, it's a beautiful time of year when basically all the players get pushed into the middle of a pile and everyone just starts plucking them out. Like, oh, I'll take a little bit of this and a little of that and you can have my quarterback. Here, here's Rodgers and Devontae. You give me, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're not to that point yet, but, you know, maybe in a few years. Not saying I want that, but, you know, that's where we're headed. So, it's a beautiful time of year. And, um, again, I don't know if, if one podcast is enough time to cover it so we'll just kind of start with the NFC North I'll try not to rant too much and then we'll go through everything else everything ish so I, th- I think the plan will be we'll go through the NFC North we'll go through the teams that we face in 2020 and then we'll just start running you just just speed round just right that was a machine gun also speed round synonymous they're synonyms same thing zero difference between the two Um, if you wouldn't mind joining the Packernet Podcast Facebook group, that'd be fantasticals. Like the Packernet Podcast Facebook page. I don't do anything with it, but, um, you know, someday I might, and I would like for there to be a lot of people that like that page so that when crazy stuff happens, when amazing things happen with that page, thousands, billions maybe, I don't know, just it'd be, it'd be nice to have a firm foundation is all I'm saying. Sometimes I, I use it, you know, you probably find out news about, um, four seconds faster, Because I'll I'll post to the Facebook group or the the page first, and then I'll share it to the group. So if you're into lightning fast news, there you go. What else? What do I usually say? Oh, uh, five-star iTunes review. Great way to let the people know as they're searching through. What's a good podcast? What should I do? Oh, here's one with a billion reviews. All really positive. Let's check that one out. That'd be great. Let the people know. I would say word of mouth. But um, you're going to have to do the old school picking up the phone and calling your friends. Because you're not allowed to go to your friend's house and tell them about the show anymore. So if you wouldn't mind working the phones for me, that would be a great way to help out. Just start robocalling. Except, instead of the robot, it's you. Hello, Grandma, how are you today? Good, good. Say, do you listen to podcasts, Grandma? No? No, really? Oh my goodness, Grandma. Here's what I need you to do. Something like that. I mean, you, you know, it's your grandma, I don't know. Otherwise, otherwise, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. If you haven't spent all your money on toilet paper and facial sanitizers, then uh, if you got anything left, it would be greatly appreciated. I think that's it. Why don't we go ahead and take a break, and uh, we'll speed round this bad boy. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So as I'm sure you know, and by the way, um, I'm trying out the whole when things happen I do live updates, thoughts, and opinions on Instagram, just trying it out. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but uh, I want to throw a little love to Instagram. I don't use that very often. So if you're interested in that, my Instagram is Packernet Podcast. So there you go. But the Packers made two moves, and there seems to be a little bit of confusion, but it seems like most people are starting to come to the realization of exactly what happened, because... As we found out, this is actually very, very simple. Now, i, I if you saw the Instagram post, I flipped out when I heard we signed Christian Kirksey to a two-year, $16 million deal. That's really not the full story. That's not exactly what the issue is. Here's essentially what happened. The Packers, here's what we learned. This is what the Packers always knew. We were just speculating, trying to figure stuff out, not really sure what was going on. We uh, we, we found out that the Packers always knew they had no intention of signing Blake Martinez. We knew that. And they had no intention of signing Brian Balaga. We did not know that. And so the question is, what in the world are we going to do about this? And we were all speculating that as far as linebacker, they're going to go out and get a really good linebacker, whether that be Kwiatkowski, which is completely debatable whether or not he's a very good linebacker. A lot of people are telling you that he is. But again, Kwiatkowski is a guy that has a really good year. He has a really terrible year. He has a really good year. He has a really terrible year. And so people look at that really good year that he had last year, and they flip out and say he's a great linebacker. That's not the full story. We didn't get Kwiatkowski. Then there's the other guy, Corey Littleton, who is the worst run-defending linebacker in the history of the universe that everyone is telling you is the best linebacker in the world. He's good, but and we may still get him, so I don't want to trash him too much. But just, you know, like everybody in free agency, slightly overhyped. But that was the theory, right? we got to get somebody even better than Blake because, you know, we're not going to get Blake. And then as far as tackle, we're either going to sign Brian Balaga or we're going to have to, you know, go out and draft somebody. And we, the theories never really went beyond that. And shame on me for not having any other ideas as to how this could be handled, because there's very obvious, not really a solution, but a, a thing that kind of needed to be done or should be done that the Packers just did. What they did not do is upgrade anything. Not a single thing did they upgrade. What they did is they said, we are in a lot of trouble. The Packers recognize we can't pay Blake, we can't pay Balaga, and now we're in trouble. Because if we trot out in 2020 with no tackle and no linebacker, we're doomed. We're done. We're toast. And we also don't want to have to go into the draft and say... We have to get a tackle and we have to get a linebacker and completely neglect everything else because we just, no matter what the situation, we have to reach on a tackle in the first round, probably a second round tackle. And then in in the second round, we're going to have to maybe trade up to get a linebacker because if we don't solve these two problems, we're doomed. So the Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner thing are just floors. This is just them saying we need to set some kind of a floor. And with Rick Wagner and Christian Kirksey, you're getting players that are not super great but you don't feel like we're doomed. Christian Kirksey, I would say, I mean look at that. at his best, he might be okay. If you think we're going to get his best, which is probably you being optimistic. Rick Wagner, at his best was never as good as Brian Belaga. People saying that are wrong. It's incorrect. He's not as good as Brian Belaga. but also he is as old, more injury prone. And had his worst year ever last year. And again, same as Christian Kirksey, you can say, well, that's because he was injured. Well, he wasn't injured the whole year. That's number one. And number two, you don't really get credit for being injured. Same thing with Christian Kirksey. Well, he was good before he was injured the last two years. Like, did you just hear yourself say that? You want me to give him credit because he's played nine games the last two years. I'm sorry. That's not how that works. You're saying if he wasn't beat up real bad and hardly played the last two years, he would have continued to be a mediocre player like he has been? So what I really want to do is we got to stop. And I know this is like we all get super psyched and like one person says a positive thing and then it just spreads like wildfire because we want to hear positive stuff. The idea that if Christian Kirksey's healthy, he's a great line. No, he's not. Somebody had sent me something on, I think it was Twitter, saying that he had heard from somewhere that when Christian Kirksey's on the field, he's the number four overall coverage linebacker. That's just a flat-out lie. He's one of the worst coverage linebackers in football. He's terrible, 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 always has been. He can't do it. Physically cannot do it, even when completely healthy. He can't do it. Also, another rumor. Well, he was really good when he was with Petten. Not really. He's He was average for four years, and then terrible and hurt the last two years. So, I, I, my goal isn't to try to trash these guys we just got to be honest about what this is and and let's also be honest about what they're getting paid if christian kirksey was getting paid 8 million dollars it would have been an absolute scandal turns out he's not though our cap hit is about 4 million bucks and his guarantees are completely washed out so if he performs really really well he gets some extra money because we're only going to pay him what he's worth and right now he's worth 4 million dollars you don't pay the fourth best coverage linebacker 4 million bucks I'm sorry, you just don't. He's getting paid $4 million because he's worth $4 million. Rick Wagner, by the way, is getting $4 million. And there's this whole thing about how complete he's a wizard, he's a genius, right? Russ Ball's a a wizard and a genius, and he fleeced these guys. Again, this is another effort by people to make it seem like we got these wizards over here who make money just magically disappear, right? So the, the, the idea is, and it's because you're reading it the wrong way, you're seeing it as Christian Kirksey got 2 year 16 million dollar deal, so it's 8 million dollar deal per year which is what he's worth, but we're only paying 4 million. Oh, it's just this magical thing. No, 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 no. It's because you're reading it the wrong way. You're reading it backwards. You're seeing that we're paying him 8 million, he's worth 8 million, but the cap hit is 4 and because you don't really know how stuff works, it's like, "Whoa, magic." It's only 4. No, it's not magic. Look at it from the other direction. What is he worth? 3 to 4 million. We paid him $4 million, four-point-something, whatever. And then we layered incentives. So basically, we're saying, look, we'll give you $4 million bucks If you don't, be terrible. And if you can stay healthy, we'll give you some more money. And if you're actually good, maybe we'll continue letting you play next year. But at this point, probably not because hopefully we will find somebody in the draft that can replace you. That was the deal that was offered to Christian Kirksey, and he accepted it. The, the the two year sixteen million dollar deal is just fluff garbage. It means it's so loaded with incentives he's never going to see any of that money. So th- that's we we got to get that out of our heads. That's not the deal that he signed. He got what? How much did he actually get? I guess somebody was. I don't. Mm, Track has him getting five million against the cap. It would be four million dead cap, five million cap hits. That stinks a little bit more. But his signing bonus was two million. So that's two million in cash. And then he gets $1.75 million as a base salary. And then there's other stuff laced in. So we gave him $2 million to come here. We'll see what happens in terms of him being able to play, his availability, et cetera, et cetera. And he'll get more and more and more money the more he plays. But again, the point is, we didn't give him $8 million. We gave him two and promised him a bunch more. If he can stay on the field, stay healthy, and do a relatively decent job of being a linebacker. So there's no wizardry. Same thing is true with uh, uh, Mr. Ricky Wagner. His cap has hit is even lower. And and again, Twitter is uh, not naming names, but kind of like, how did this happen? How could you get a guy like Rick Wagner? Oh my goodness, 4.8 against the cap. His signing bonus, well, it, I guess it was 3.5 total spread out over two years. I probably got uh, Kirksey's wrong also. I don't know. He, he got like four, didn't he? I don't know. I don't want to go back and look at it. But we gave him three and a half cash. He gets 2.25 base salary and a bunch of other stuff mixed in. The, the thing we've got to realize is the guy, these guys were paid appropriately. If they're upgrades, they would have gotten paid more. The point is, if we had more, we'd pay Balaga, right? Blake Martinez just went to the Giants for a three-year, $30 million deal. Now, I'm not saying he's worth that, but there's nobody on planet Earth I shouldn't say that. There's nobody within the NFL circles of the 32 teams that would say Christian Kirksey is a better linebacker than Blake Martinez. He's not. Stop. you got to just understand what we're doing. This is setting the floor. This is the bottom. So now we can at least go out and play football, except guess what? Our team is worse right now. Brian Balaga and Blake Martinez is a better combo in both positions than Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner. Now, hopefully, we can go out and do more, whether that's through the draft, a little bit more in free agency, whatever, to build up this team. But the Packers have gone backwards. That's not really debatable. Now, technically they didn't because those guys were free agents, so they weren't on the team, so we got better. But compared to 2019, this is a less good team right now. So they need to do some work. The other negative is that as of right now, according to Track, the Packers have $14 million. If that's true, we're basically out of money. So the idea that we're going to go out and sign Corey Littleton is, is silly town. According to Over the Cap, we have about 15000000 million. You got to understand, the Packers are expected to pay roughly $8.4 million to sign all their draft picks. It's going to cost $8.4 million. That leaves $6 million left over. That's not hardly even enough. Again, 8 to 10 is what you want going into the season. Supposedly. That's what I've heard from the folks in the peoples. So, you know, not stellar. At this point, looking at the draft, I don't know that offensive tackle isn't the biggest need because I don't know that you want Rick Wagner being your guy. I just don't know that. Now, again, the good thing is we've got Rick Wagner at the very least, so we don't have to reach. If there's really not a lot of good options at tackle, we'll take somebody else. But I don't really think they're going to with Devante Adams and Alan Lazar. As much as we all would like that to upgrade, I don't think that's quite as dire as Rick Wagner coming off an injury and a terrible, terrible season at right tackle trying to protect Aaron Rodgers. We also do not have a linebacker. I think tackle and linebacker are our biggest needs right now. And I definitely think the Packers are going to hold off. I'm, I'm not saying definitively the Packers aren't going to sign anyone else, but you know it would help me feel a little bit better if they did something with the roster, whether that be a trade game give somebody up, just cut somebody off the roster, or an extension. Again, David Bakhtiari extension frees up possibly about $8 million. That would be helpful about now. I've heard zero rumblings about that happening, but crazy stuff has been going on. Um, so anyways, again, want to do a speed round as best as I can, and I wasted a lot of time, but I want to emphasize that. The Packers got worse this this year so far, but they needed to set that floor. And they just didn't have enough money to go out and spend and get better. And really, there was nobody that you could get at tackle that was going to be an upgrade because all the people are 30- to 38-year-old broke-down tackles. And I just don't want to pay that. And the Packers don't want to pay that. The only reason they even got Wagner, because getting rid of Belaga is kind of a no-brainer. That's just what the Packers do. Problem is, we're doomed if we don't put somebody in there. So we were able to get a tackle that is capable, that's cheap, that we can afford. The other little tiny tidbit that I want to throw in here, this is the negative of being really active in free agency, and I'm not saying I regret it, but when you spend a bunch in free agency, next year you get to the point where you start to have to do things that you don't super like, and that's what we're doing this year. The only other thing I want to throw in there, the Packers are kind of working the, uh, the compensatory picks for 2021. As of right now, the Packers are already in the mix for probably a fourth-round pick next year, thanks to Blake Martinez getting a monster contract. And the two guys we picked up do not count against the the uh, compensatory formula because they were uh, cut from their team. So if and when Brian Balaga goes out and signs it, I hope he— we want him to sign a mega contract. I want him to go get 12 13 $14, 70000000 million. I don't care. There's a good chance we may end up with three fourth-round picks when this is all said and done, when Brian Belaga signs a contract. We'll have to see how it goes. Plus, other teams are going to be signing other players, so we might get bumped down. So as, as big as is possible would be great. Not going to get a third-round pick. As of right now, that floor is set by Jack Conklin at $14 million. I don't think Belaga gets that, but you never know. Anyways, let's move on. Let's do the bad news first. Here's the bad news. I don't think the Minnesota Vikings are doing anything bad. Now, I think they got worse because in reality a lot of the things that they've done are just keep the guys that they had. The only thing that's actually different about their team is that they lost Stefan Diggs and that's a massive loss. I don't think anybody in the NFC North has had as big of a loss as Stefan Diggs. Packers did lose Belaga and Blake, although there's other losses like that. I don't know. That, that that's that's really big. However, these Kirk Cousins signing Everybody's laughing at him. I I just, even Vikings fans are mad. I I just, I don't get it. Are we really all just going to pretend that Kirk Cousins wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in football last year? Because he was. And no, I'm not just talking about PFF, although PFF definitely says Kirk Cousins was the best NFC North quarterback. There are pretty much every metric that you go by, nobody says Kirk Cousins was a bad quarterback. He was easily one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He was probably arguably the best non-freakish, you know, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson quarterback in the NFL last year. Not only is he still locked up, but they just freed up a massive amount of money so that they could lay down a, um, so they went from being negative to being positive and being able to use, why can't I think of what it's called? It's not called a salary cap, a tag, yes, a tag on um, somebody that was almost assuredly going to be gone and that's mr anthony harris um one of the more talented safeties in football again the the vikings have one of the it's not one of it's it's the best safety group in all of football and there were rumors anthony harris was gone which would be ridiculous because he's one of the best safeties in football and he's young and they said nope they tagged him they have enough money because they freed up money from kirk cousins then they got rid of Diggs, and it's like, ha-ha, guess what? They got a first-round pick out of that. A first and a fifth and a sixth and, like, an additional fourth after that. The Bills are dumb. The Bills are absolutely dumb for that. And so the Minnesota Vikings now have pick 22 and 25. I'm guessing because they have enough holes, they're not going to package those and trade up. That's always, like, the big fear. Like, oh, man, what if they package it and go up and get somebody that... I think the prudent move would be to stay. You want... I mean, I suppose they could go up and get like a Jerry Judy it's not impossible to replace Stefan Diggs but they can stay get a good wide receiver and build on their offensive line plus they got to build on their defense they're still eroding but the point is I'm looking at what they did I think they're coming out ahead they're keeping Kirk Cousins who is a phenomenal quarterback and and go ahead and try to find all the metrics you can that says he was one of the lesser quarterbacks you just you cannot do it obviously I'm not a, I, I'm just I'm just trying to be honest. You've heard me rail against and make fun of the Vikings and the Bears all offseason. The Bears are still, I mean, they are I'm, I'm excited to talk about the Bears because they're a joke. I'm looking at it and saying the Vikings are getting better. The Vikings are a better team if they keep Kirk Cousins as opposed to getting rid of them. I don't even see that as super. Now, you get rid of Diggs, how good is he? I don't know. I'm sure that's going to hurt. But again, they got a first-round pick. The guy's a cancer to that team. Look at how the whole team just started getting super negative. They got rid of that. And they got a massive bunch of picks. And you have to think one of those first round picks is going to be a wide receiver. I mean, you don't have to. Again, they got a decent amount of needs. I'm, I'm just, I'm not looking at the Vikings and going, ha ha, you guys are terrible now. No, I, I, I think they're in pretty good shape. Now, they have about $14 million left as well, according to Track, So I tend to think, similar to the Packers, they're probably done unless there's more moves to be made. Which is one of the really big negatives about the Stefan Diggs trade is that they got hit $9 million. That was an expensive cap hit. So they've got a ton of dead cap, um, $17.7 million in dead money. So that's going to be beneficial in terms of at least with all the extra firepower of a first-round pick and whatnot, they don't have the opportunity to go out and sign other people. That $9 million cap hit is holding that back a little bit. That's the only other real positive. Man, i got to hurry up. I'm not even going to get through anything but the NFC North. Uh, the Lions are, are kind of just in free fall. They lost their guard, Glasgow, to the uh, the Denver Broncos, I believe. They lost Wagner to the Packers. Now, they did go out and make a bunch of pretty big signings. I just, I just don't really trust their ability to do anything. They went out and got Trey Flout. I mean, their head coach just is acting like somebody who has no idea what he's doing. He just keeps signing Patriots players. Like, I don't know how to assess other players. I don't know how to coach up guys. So I'm just going to poach Patriot players and hope that they can just keep doing what they did with Bill Belichick. Like Was that a good defense because of you, because you're a great coach, and because you know how to make these guys do certain things? Or was that all Bill Belichick and you were just along for the ride? Because you keep signing guys from the Patriots as though you just want to build a Patriots team and hope that everything just transfers over. They went out and got Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers was nowhere near as effective as he was with the Patriots. They just did it again. They signed Jamie Collins, linebacker. Fact of the matter is, Jamie Collins, I mean, he had a decent enough year last year but he hasn't been all that great for quite some time. He's 30 years old. Now, the one way to view this, when he was with New England, he was fine. So he was with New England 2013, 14, 15. He was a very good linebacker. He was with, well, Cleveland half the year in 2016, but 2016, 17, 18, he was pretty terrible. Then he went back to New England. He was good again. He was in the 70s, Was his great. So obviously, he's better with New England. New England knows how to utilize him a little bit better. But even then, if you break down week by week, um, weeks one through six, he had one bad game, He had one good game. He had four elite games. That's one through six. Week seven through the wild card, one good game. Everything else was average or worse. Several 50s, 40s, and a 20. So he had a spurt of being amazing, and then a bunch of just mediocre to ineffective the entire second half of the year. Averaged out to be good, but for the most part, he just wasn't. He just had some freakishly good game. And now he's going to Detroit, and again, you've got a coach that seemingly doesn't know really how to coach and it's just hoping he can drag Patriots players over and get some of that magic i just don't think it's going to happen and and let's remember they went out and spent a high second round pick on a linebacker last year and it's supposed to be this oh no it's a really good pick he's like really because the next free agency you go out and sign a linebacker and this is a 3 year 30 million dollar a year deal which is same as Blake. It's $10 million per year. I don't know the structure. I don't super care. It's a lot of money for a 30-year-old guy that you're hoping can relive a little bit of that Patriot magic, except he's with you now and he's with the Lions now. So, you know, whatever. Now, on the other hand, they did replace Rick Wagner. So they've got a decent chunk of change. So you're like, all right, we'll let Wagner, wa- Wagner whack or Wagner walk, whatever. However you want to wag the walk. And they went out and maybe upgraded. You could argue. They went out and got Halapalovati Vaitai from the Philadelphia Eagles. He is 26, so that's good. He's kind of the anti-Rick Wagner in that he's young and he just kind of had his first breakout year. Now, it wasn't an elite year, but this is kind of what the Packers did with some of their pass rushers, so maybe this is a decent enough move. They may have upgraded at right tackle. That's not a guarantee. I would say this last year, Halapalovati Vaitai was about at the level that Rick Wagner usually is, aside from this past year when Wagner had a terrible year. Now, that just depends. Is Wagner going to get back to what he was, or is this kind of like a Jimmy Graham thing where it's like, maybe that was just a down year and he'll get back to it. And unfortunately, this is just, no, this is just who I am. No, I'm not very good. And then for Vitae, was that kind of a flukish thing, or is this just what he's going to be from now on? Because 2018, he was terrible. 2017 was the only time he actually played about an entire season, which is a thousand or so snaps. He graded out as a 59, which is below average. So, if I had to guess, they didn't necessarily improve. However, they kind of got a 26-year-old version of Rick Wagner. Hopefully, at best, he's he's just a younger version of Rick Rick, Rick Wagner. I cannot do it. That's at least what the um, that's what the Detroit Lions are hoping for. And they gave him a five-year, fifty-million-dollar year. So again, ten million a year. Don't know the exact structure, but that's the average. So Detroit is trying to improve, but they're they're going backwards. They have just lost so much talent, and they brought in again basically somebody that's as good as the guy they had at tackle, and they're bringing in a linebacker that they hope can be a huge upgrade. I'm pretty skeptical about that. Man, we are just we're not going to get through much. Um, the Chicago Bears and their signings. A Lot of rumors about them going out and wanting to be real aggressive with quarterbacks and it just keeps changing every second, right? They they're they're definitely they're real close to getting a deal with Teddy Bridgewater. Five minutes later, they're out on Bridgewater. They don't want Bridgewater. What they want is Andy Dalton. I don't know. They want Nick Foles. I don't think they're gonna get they're not gonna trade Nick Foles, so it's not Nick Foles. It's gotta be Andy Dalton. They don't want Andy Dalton. Yes, they do want Andy. It's crazy out there. Eventually I tend to believe they are going to get a quarterback. He's not going to be good. He'll probably be marginally better than Trubisky though, so whatever. What they did do is they signed Danny Trevathan, um, which, you know, whatever. Three year, twenty one million dollar deal. I don't think that's terrible. Again, I don't know the structure, but, you know, seven million a year. Danny Trevathan is not great, but he's he's a decent kinda core piece of the defense, right? You it's one of those guy one of those guys that you don't super love him on your team, but you definitely worry about losing him from your team. That kind of thing. But um, the real big news, <laughs> I love, I love Pace. Again, I don't mind him as far as his ability to draft. He just hates drafting. He loves free agency, and he's terrible at it. Everybody he signs is garbage. And they decided to go out and give a two-year deal worth $16 million, which is $8 million a year, depending on structure again, to Mr. Jimmy Graham. Now, I don't know the breakdown of that. I wanted to look it up to see. Um... The funny thing is, though, <laughs> so the Seahawks took a flyer, right? The the Seahawks are like, all right, we want Jimmy Graham. Actually, they didn't really take a fly. they They went all in because they expected Jimmy Graham to be the same guy he was with the Saints. He definitely took a step back, but he was still dominant in the red zone, right? That was his thing. He was a touchdown-dominant player. Then the Packers are like, all right, we want some of that magic. We want a little bit of that. I know he's not the same guy, but we might be able to spark a little bit of that because we got a—although, I don't know that he's much different of a quarterback than Russell Wilson. But maybe we can get back to that a little bit. But at the very least, dude, we got another ten touchdown guy for sure. So we paid him. Turns out Jimmy Graham just done. Right? The the batteries had completely run out. We can't get this thing to turn over. You know, just it's it's just not happening. So we realized it, we gave up, we dumped him. The Bears now experiment's over. It's done. We we figured out Jimmy Graham. We we have run him into the ground. We've finished this experiment. He had a good run the Packers paid the price for the rest of the league. The Packers paid the money to run him down to zero. And now the rest of the league is saying, thank you, Green Bay, for proving to us that he's done so we don't make that same mistake that you did. And the Packers are going, yeah, darn, you know, we took a chance. But, you know, and the rest of the league's like, yeah, I understand. You know, it makes sense. And the Bears, who apparently are just not having any of this, are like, you know what? I bet he's not done. I think the Packers are just terrible. Not just Matt LaFleur, but Mike McCarthy also. Neither of these guys know how to use tight ends. And Aaron Rodgers is just a terrible quarterback, but if we bring Jimmy to Chicago and we pair him up with Mitch Trubisky, I don't know, man. I mean I I, I uh I kinda wonder. I, I'm I'm just I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Maybe there's a little magic here. And so with the entire league in agreement, with everybody in the NFL fandom in complete agreement around the world, from Brazil to Japan, to China, to Norway, everybody, Nigeria, they're watching, and they're saying, okay, we get it. We get it. He's done. He's going to go off and fly airplanes. He's going to literally fly off into the sunset. And good for him. He had a great career. The Bears swoop in and offer him a two-year deal, $8 million a year. Ah, I just, I love Ryan Pace with a passion. I mean, I'll I'll be honest, it's borderline romantic. It's bordering on a romantic love. I I just, I'm just going to be honest. It's pretty intense. It is pretty intense, the the deep passion that I have for the Bears GM. I know the, the president is busy right now, but if he has a little bit of time, if he wants to offer up the Medal of Freedom or, you know, some kind of medal... To Ryan Pace, I would appreciate it. I would, I would sign off on it as a Packers fan. And again, the Bears were doing decent as far as their salary cap. They had enough, money, you know, 17 million. They could do something. They got a little something they can do. And and they they spent it on Jimmy Graham. Even if it's similar to the Kirksey thing, where it ends up only being four million bucks. Well, now you're down to 13. You're with the Bears and you're with the uh, the Vikings. We're all in the 13 million dollar club. Welcome to the party, Chicago. What did you get? I mean, none of us, none of those three teams are coming away pretty. Everybody's kind of beaten up and bloody. The NFC North, in general, you know, again, the Vikings. I like their moves, but they're coming to the party with 13 million bucks, saying I retained a couple of my guys and we lost Dig. And the Packers are going, yeah, we, uh, you know, we 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 stopped the bleeding, but um, it's pretty rough. We're, we're right now we got Kirksey and Wagner. I'm like, oh, that's that's rough. Lions, how you guys doing? Well, we lost Wagner. We lost Glasgow, but we got uh, Vitai, so we're feeling good about that. Oh no, yeah, you know it's it's decent. Oh no, no, yeah, I know. And uh, we got Jamie Collins. We're hoping to get a little spark there. Yeah, no, understandable. He's he's thirty. He's probably got a little bit in the tank. Yeah, yeah, thirty, a little, little, little in the tank. Plus we got forty-eight million left over. So which might not be the case. I don't think any of those last two things are included in here. Which means if let's just be generous and say they're getting. Only six million of the ten, which it's probably going to be closer to eight, but let's just say, a twelve million dollars less. They still have thirty-six. If it's the full ten, they still have twenty-eight. So they got a bunch of money left over. They they can do some magical things. But again, coming to the table, where are we at? We lost some good players. We got a couple. Did we get better? I don't. I mean, the answer is no. You know, would you give up if especially if you look at like Quandre Diggs from last year? You lost your guard, who's a talented guard, and he's relatively young. You lost your longtime right tackle, which maybe you replaced him, and then you added a uh, 30-year-old line. It's just, it's just, it doesn't feel good. So they're coming to it like yeah, you know, it's rough out there. The Bears come to the table with Jimmy Graham. We got one big move. We come with Jimmy. Just, oh my goodness. I mean, they're they're the only team that may have added a player and got worse. I just. I, again, I'm I'm not talking about you know the Packers added players and got worse, but I'm I'm talking about you'd be better off if you just didn't have them. The Packers would not be better off without Kirksey and Wagner right now. I'm probably overstating it, but it feels good to just rub it right in the face. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. So pretty wild, pretty wild out there. Anyways, as expected, I I, I didn't even get out of the NFC North. We're not even gonna, we don't even have time right now. I don't have time for a second break. I got to get going. So it'll be a one-breaker. Just looking at the NFC North today, I don't exactly know the the plan now. Try to talk about the rest tomorrow, depending on how much more NFC North news there is. Again, I didn't really see this strategy coming, so I can't say definitively we're done. I don't know what else is happening. There's a couple little things that we can do. My overall assessment is that unless they do something as far as getting rid of players that are currently under contract and or extending players, we're kind of capped out. We're basically out of money somewhere between 13 and 15 million dollars left over. Again, the the draft picks if we sign them all, about 8 million dollars we're done. Meaning the only way we don't get worse is if we really nail this draft. So, we'll see how it goes. And again, I don't think any team necessarily actually got better. Maybe the Detroit Lions, but I think the Vikings have made the best moves and are in the best position to do the best things. They still lost a bunch of talent because their salary cap was a nightmare, but you know extending Kirk Cousins freed up some money so that they could at least keep one of their guys and they've got an additional first which puts them again in a position to improve the most so that the two best teams primed to improve would be the Lions who still have a bunch of money and the Vikings the Packers have a late first no real extra picks until later and no more money so there you go But last year, it was the Packers and the Lions that had the best opportunity to do stuff, and the Vikings were still a pretty decent team, despite having no real ability to improve their team. So it doesn't mean we're doomed. It just, you know, nothing flashy happened, that's all. We just filled some holes... And, and when you consider value, I think it was actually pretty solid value. And I, and I think that was the reason for the pan. The Packers were legitimately worried about the tackle and linebacker situation. Legitimately. And I still think they're going to hit it real hard. And, and again, that's part of the reason why I think tackle and linebacker is the biggest need going forward. They didn't panic buy a wide receiver. They panic bought tackle and linebacker. And they knew if, if we don't lock these guys up, which is great deals, $4 million bucks a piece. We're in a lot of trouble because we can't afford some of these big money guys. We don't like a lot of these other guys that are going to be, you know, as cheap. So they just, it, it's, and, and again, supposedly they're in on, on uh, you know, Kwiatkowski and Corey Littleton. They didn't even wait until the, the free agency tampering period opened. They didn't even bother to pick up the phone and call and see what Littleton was going to cost. They didn't even bother. They paid Kirksey on the spot. Just boom. I don't even want to hear what Littleton wants. I don't care. Not interested. We want Kirksey done. Because it's all we can afford. That's the bottom line. Anyways, done rambling. You folks have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.